culture. It's our values. It's really how we do church. It's, it's how we do things that might be unique or different than others. Um, but this is not about our church. This is about your life, our life, my life. This is about how we can implement some of these values that we've implemented as a church into our own lives because I think when we do, uh, we can give God more glory um, and we can experience more of God's goodness in our life and be more effective in the very things that we do. And last week, uh, we looked at this DNA statement that says, simply, we are for this generation. And I hope you enjoyed that message. I hope it spoke to you, challenged you uh, to ask yourself how you can be for this generation in the unique times that we're living in right now. But while we're continuing this series this week, uh, today we're going to talk about one, and we're going to kind of skip over one before we go into next week. And so the two DNA statements that we'll mention today and focus on one of them is that number six in our DNA statements, we do more by doing less, and we encourage innovation. Uh, but in honor of doing more by doing less, uh, we won't look into encouraging innovation because that's actually pretty self-explanatory. We want to spend our time that we have together this weekend looking at what it means to do more by actually doing less. And so what does that mean? So in regard to our church, uh, as a church, we want to reach more people. We want to grow more in Christ by doing less. We want to keep things simple so we can intentionally plan what's most effective. And we want to do that well. Uh, many churches have the mentality of we do more by doing more. Uh, and as a result, they tend to reach more Christians than the lost because more ministries typically draw more Christians who are looking for what they enjoy most versus what's most effective at reaching people for Christ and most effective in helping them grow in their faith. So as a church, we've decided to ask ourselves, what's most effective in what we do so that we can reach more and we can grow more? And so here is our statement and here is what it says. We do more by doing less. By keeping things simple, we can focus on intentionally planning what's most effective, and we can do so with excellence. So that's the statement. We do more by doing less. But again, this is not about our church. This is about your life. And so what does it mean in your own life? What does it mean in our lives to be able to do more? by doing less. And to explore that, I think a question uh, should be asked. And the question that needs to be asked is this question, how have you been? That's uh, one of the most common questions that people ask is, how have you been? How are you doing? What have you been up to? And a lot of times we'll say we're doing good. But I notice there's something we say very often, and the thing that we say when people ask us how we've been or how we're doing, we'll say, uh, I'm busy. Hey, how are you doing? Well, I, I'm real busy. And I think that we say that we're busy because somehow we believe that saying we're busy is going to impress people. Like, look, the more stuff I do, uh, the better person that I am. But that's not true at all. You see, never before in history 
has there been so many different things to busy our lives with. And we could go on and on and on with things that keep us busy, but we don't even need to because you know the things that keep you busy, and I know the things that keep me busy. And I don't think that this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the quarantines, the lockdowns, the shelter in places, I don't think that those things have really made a dent in this idea of being busy. Uh, I found myself, due to COVID-19, actually being way more busy in certain areas of my life. But what I found out, and what I'm learning, and I'd like to share with you, is that the more we busy ourselves, the more there is to busy ourselves with. It's like the busier we get, the more things we find to be busy with. And our lives become so jam-packed with stuff that makes us busy that when a new opportunity actually arises, there's nowhere to actually fit it in. Have you found that out before? That your life is so jam-packed and somebody comes to you with a great opportunity, a great invitation, and in reality, you've got nowhere to fit that opportunity because you're too busy. Now, the idea of being busy, I think we need to keep busy. I think that we should work. I think that we should be productive. That's very biblical. Uh, read Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Read Ephesians chapter 5. You'll, you'll learn about what Scripture says about keeping busy and work. But here's what I've learned about busyness. Busyness, keeping busy, it's not the same as godliness. Busyness does not equal productiveness, sometimes the exact opposite. Busyness uh, certainly doesn't equal effectiveness. And busyness itself never leads to excellence. The more things that I do, the less I can focus on what I should be doing. The more things that I do, the less I can improve on the things I'm supposed to be doing. The more things that I do, the busier I become, the less I can perfect the craft I'm best at. The more stuff I do, the less time I can spend with those who are most important to me. The more things I do, the less I can focus on my walk with Christ. And the more things I do, the less I succeed and the less successful I am. Another way to say this is that the more I do, the sloppier I become. The more I do, the less effective I become. And the more I do, the less intentional I am. So we truly can do more by doing less. We can only handle so much. We can only do so much. We can only manage and steward so much. We can only focus on so much in our lives. And oftentimes, our lives become a a juggling act. And, And it's very simple to just toss one ball up in the air and catch it over and over and over again. But oftentimes, we try to juggle all sorts of things in our lives. And the more balls that we're juggling and are up in the air, the more difficult it is to actually be able to manage them And we kind of lose track of all of them. So the more stuff we do, the less effective we are. 
So we get ourselves so busy that we're never able to do what's best. And busyness, what it really means is that we're saying yes to too many things, which forces you to say no to the right things. So have you ever found yourself so busy that you're just saying yes to everything? And because you're saying yes to everything, uh, you're actually missing out on the best thing. And not only missing out on the best thing, but you actually have to say no to the best thing because you're saying yes to too many other things. Give you some examples. If I say yes to every invitation to dinner that I get, then I have to say no to having dinners more often with my wife and kids. If I say yes to, you know, hanging out with people I barely know, then I have to say no uh, to spending time with the people that I know best. If I say yes to more projects at work or side projects outside of work, then I can't do my best work. I actually have to say no to my best work. If I say yes to always learning to do something new, I'll never get really good at doing what I do do. If we say yes to every single thing, then we have to say no to our most important things. And the most important thing in in my life and the most important thing in your life, uh, above even your relationship with your spouse, your children, your family, your closest friends, the most important thing, the most significant thing in our lives is our walk in relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the more I give to other stuff, the less focus I can give to Christ. And so by doing less stuff, we can do more things that actually matter. So a question for you would be, what can you do less of now in order to do more? Is there something in your life you're doing way too much of right now that you actually need to stop saying yes to, that you need to start saying no to so that you can say yes to your best yes? What, what do you need to start doing less of so that you can accomplish more and achieve more important things in your life? Or what should you be saying no to in order to say yes to the right things? What can you be saying no to in order to give your best yes? More examples. By being on social media less, you may be able to spend more time with God. By watching less Netflix, you may be able to say yes to more time with your kids. By spending less time on your phone, you may be able to spend more time outside. By volunteering for less things, you may be able to make more of an impact volunteering in maybe just one or two things. By spending less, you'll be able to save and give more. So there's all sorts of scenarios where we can just do more by actually doing less. And yet again, by doing less, we can make the right yes and say yes to the best things. And and all of us, we, we tend to get so lost in so 
much stuff that we're busy with. And there's a lot of great things that you're saying yes to and that I'm saying yes to, um, you know, watching Netflix or being on social media or being on your phone, um, saying yes to learning to new do things. Those are all really great things. They're, they're not bad things at all. But when those things become everything, then we say no to the, the best, the right thing. So what is it right now in your life that you need to be doing less of, that you need to be saying no to so that you can accomplish more by saying yes to the very best thing? So how is this idea even biblical? Well, the passage of Scripture I want to look at today is in Acts chapter 6. Uh, on our app, FC Online, I've provided notes for you, and I've also provided some small group questions at the end if you'd like to look over that has some other scriptures that you can look at to go a little bit deeper in this idea because we don't have a lot of time today. But I would like to look at Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Keep in mind by this time, uh, this is the beginning of the Christian church uh, in the first century A.D., Specifically here in the city of Jerusalem, the church by this point numbers at least 15,000 people. And it says in verse 1 of chapter 6, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, thousands of them, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And so the church was helping widows. That's what the church is called to do. And within the city of Jerusalem, there were people who were uh, Hebrews or Jews by heritage, by nationality, if you will. And then there were Hellenists, people who were Greek by nationality, Greek by heritage and background. And they were living in the cities together, and there were Jewish people uh, from the region of Judah that were coming to know Jesus, and there were Hellenists, uh, Greek traditional families and people coming to know Jesus as well. And the people who were Greek were saying, the Jews are getting more help than us Greeks are. Verse 2, so the 12 apostles summoned the full number of the disciples, and this is what they said to the church. It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Now, this sounds kind of arrogant. They're not saying like, hey, we're too good to serve food. What they're actually saying is as apostles, it's our job to minister the word, to spread the gospel, to oversee leaders, to pray for this movement of Jesus on the earth. And if all we're doing is, is handing out food to people who are in need, we're not going to be able to say yes to our best thing. We're, we're doing a whole lot of stuff we're keeping busy with, but because we're so busy, we, we can't actually accomplish more. We're doing more, but we're accomplishing less. We need to do less so that we can do more. Verse 3, they say, Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, who we will appoint this duty. And so they're going to delegate. They're going to delegate seven men amongst thousands of believers who are now going to take this responsibility of distributing things that are needed by widows, both Greek and Jew. Verse 4, they say, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We, we've got to 
spend our time praying for this movement, praying for the church, and preaching the word, raising up disciples, equipping the church for the work of the ministry. Verse 5. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And so they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And they chose Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor. That's the coolest name, Nicanor. They chose Nicanor and Timon, not the coolest of names. And they chose Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. And this Stephen that we're reading about here in Acts chapter 6 is the very Stephen who would become the first Christian martyr, a stone to death for his proclamation of the gospel. Verse 6, These seven men they set before the apostles, and the apostles prayed and laid their hands on these men, and the word of God then continued to increase more. The word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples as a result of this distribution of work and labor It multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests, Jewish priests, became obedient to the faith. You see, these priests of Judaism would have never encountered the grace of God by putting faith in Jesus Christ if it wasn't for the apostles who delegated the work to men like Stephen and Nicanor who were able to put their focus on serving and meeting the needs of of the community, and as a result of the apostles delegating and distributing these works and doing less, they were able to actually reach more. And so, there are things right now in your life that you think are very effective that you're doing a whole lot of that are actually not producing any fruit. That if you would pull those things back and say no to some of those things and say yes to the best thing, you would be able to be more effective in the very thing that God is calling you to do. And for some of us, God is calling us to go out and to minister to and to serve the widow. And to some, he's calling to the ministry of the word. Whatever it is God is calling you to, you need to make sure that you're saying yes to the best that God has for you so that you can accomplish more. So the apostles realized the more they were involved in, the less effective they were at reaching the lost and growing the church. And so they chose to do less. They chose to delegate what they weren't best at. They chose to delegate what they weren't called to do to other people who were better and who were called so that they could focus on just two things, uh, ministry of the word and prayer. We need to focus less on these other things so that we can do more, so that we can accomplish more. And those less things, those two things, are going to be the ministry of the word and prayer. And the church from that day, they started to do more by doing less. So let's look at that statement one more time. We do more by doing less. By keeping things simple. We can focus on intentionally planning what's most effective, and we can do so with excellence. So a couple things to consider as we close this time together, as we uh, prepare to go into a time of prayer, as we uh, prepare our hearts to worship through uh, singing yet another song. 
what changes do you need to make? What changes do you need to make in your life in order to keep things simple? What changes do you need to make in your life in order to focus on what's most effective and in order to do so with excellence? What's something in your life right now that you need to delegate to others? What's something in your life right now that you need to let go of so that you can do what you've been called to do and do it with excellence? What's something in your life right now that you need to say no to so that you can actually say yes to what's best? Because we can do more by doing less. Now, you might be thinking, um, if I let go of something and if I delegate that to someone else or if I stop doing that, um, then it won't get done. And, and I've experienced that before, too. Maybe you feel like if you call someone else to do a work that you've been involved in, that that work won't get done. But but life is so much larger than those kind of ideas, friends. Because when we delegate things to others, it gives those people an opportunity uh, to be able to do things that they weren't doing. And someone once took uh, me and you under our wings or under their wings so that they could allow us to do the things that they used to do. And so this holiday season, look for some things that maybe you can delegate to uh, your son, your daughter, your friend, um, an employee. Give somebody an opportunity to experience things that they never experienced before. And you'll notice that as you let go of those things and start saying no personally to those things, your organization, your family, your ministry, your church is almost certainly going to experience more. And so don't let fear of letting something go prevent you uh, from saying no, prevent you from doing less. Maybe there's things we hold on to uh, because we just selfishly hold on to those things. Maybe we find our identity in doing something that God actually hasn't called us to do. And if we'd be willing to let that thing go that we found our identity in, then we'd actually be able to be risen up to the very thing that God's called us to. We do more by doing less. What do you need to do less of so that you can do more? Would you join me in prayer? Uh, God, for each person uh, listening to this message, joining in on this service today, more than anything, God, we pray that they would come to know you. God, you call us to leave sin behind, to say no to our old way of life so that we can say yes to you and experience more life with you. So the most important thing that I would pray today, Lord, is that each person listening would take a moment to consider 
whether they have left their own life in order to step into the life that you have. Lord, I pray that we would choose less of ourselves and more of you because you have far much more in store for us than anything we could ever achieve, live, or accomplish on our own. So God, would you give us faith to trust in you? Jesus, thank you for laying down your life so that we could find life. Thank you, Jesus, for your life, death, and resurrection so that we can experience eternal life in you. Lord, for those of us today who are are challenged or wrestling or even confused by this message they heard, maybe thinking that they need to prove themselves by doing more, maybe thinking that their worth is through doing more, Tragically, even thinking that people love them because they do more and that it's the more stuff they do that actually earns people's favor. God, show them that's not true. Show them that they are loved not for the things that they do, but for the person that they are and that you've created them to be. God, help us not to let go of responsibilities that you want us to carry. Help us not to let go of duties that we've been called to do. But help us to say no to the things that are not our best. Help us to choose to do less ineffective things so that we can accomplish more for you. God, would you show us people in our lives that we can begin to delegate to. Not delegate to them because we're too lazy to do it ourselves, but delegate to them so that they have an opportunity to experience more themselves. So God, give us people we can mentor and train up to do the very things that maybe we've done for a long time. And God, may our hope for those we delegate things to, may our hope be that they would even do better than we did when we carried those things. Because, God, we don't exist or serve or live for ourselves alone, but for your glory and your kingdom. God, bless us during this holiday season. Prepare our hearts for when we gather together next week in worship, in praise, and in uh, the teaching of the word. Lord, we're praying for your will to be done and your kingdom to come, to be on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Um, Prepare your hearts. Let's sing another song. And uh, Ladina will dismiss you here in just a moment.